This is the Impossible Things Podcast. Here are three average guys discussing the impossible. Jesse Human, Jimmy Donahue, and your host, Kyle Cole. Hey everybody, welcome back. I am Kyle, and I'm joined today by Jesse. Jesse here. And Jimmy. And Jimmy here. And uh, today we're going to talk about making it rain. Making Controlling it rain. the weather. But before we do that, uh, how's everybody doing this week? Everybody good? good? Yeah? Very much the same as last week. Really? Yeah, not a lot has changed in my world. Probably not. No. Me neither. Me neither. Uh, see any interesting articles on anything? No? I have a feeling you have, though. I have. Detail. As if it's a leading question for myself. <laughs> so apparently NASA has reported that they are working on a warp drive and a Star Trek style spacecraft to make interstellar travel a reality. And the image that is on this Whoa. this article basically just looks like the space shuttle, but uh, it looks like the the Star Trek Enterprise, if I ever saw one. That's, that's very clean. It, it looks it looks like it could lead NASA into the 21st, 22nd, 23rd centuries if it looked like this. I just don't see them doing it. <laughs> That's going to be some old news in another five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> 200 years. Yeah, right. It's, uh, it, I don't know, it looks pretty cool. Like their ideas for Warp Drive are interesting. Like it's, it's funny that it, you know, we were just talking about this a matter of months ago and NASA now announces that they're actually working on one. And compares it to Star Trek. Go freaking figure. I thought I thought we knew that NASA had an interest in warp drives. They were talking. They, they were talking about it. Was I don't purely, think they had revealed it, any yeah anything was, other than conjecture. Yeah, yeah, it was purely just theory at the time. This this is actual. Like they actually have some. They've actually gone as far as putting some putting, pencil putting on like, paper. Yeah, a little exactly. Bit. Drawing stuff up and working on some math. It's very interesting. It's cool. I, I think so. I think it's. Uh, I think it's very interesting. You're gonna post that on the site, right? I will. I mean, it's much different, uh, much different than what we're talking about. We are talking about the sky, but the much lower sky. Where are you going to post it? I'm going to post it to our 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 Facebook. No, that's not it. Our website, impossiblethingspodcast.com. Oh, How many hits have we been getting on our MySpace account? I have no idea because we don't have one. That's beside the point. We're getting off topic. Sorry. Sorry. So we are talking about making it rain. Making it rain. <laughs> controlling the weather. As it were, it's kind of a follow-up to last week's episode where we were talking about the California drought and yeah. how to solve that problem. And it, we we purposefully avoided talking about cloud seeding and uh, anything related to actively controlling the weather. Uh, so I've got I've got the pro, I've got a preliminary question that I avoided in the California drought because uh, I didn't think that was a fair enough topic to ask this up front. But do we think it's possible to control the weather <laughs> in any aspect? Hasn't been proven to me so far. Although I guess they're at, um, no. So is that a no? I'm going to say no. Shocker. Say no. Shocker. Jesse says something's not possible. Had no idea. I think there's el- there may be elements that can be influenced. Elements like rain? That can mm-hmm. be influenced, oh, okay, not that. controlled. Influenced? That's, that's so you're, you're fair. Thinking, you're that's thinking fair defining those terms. Coax the rain. We can get a higher percentage of rain to happen in the day but you can't just say yeah or lower rain's gonna happen i think it's from what i've read and well you know how unstudied we are how unlearned we are uh-huh. i think it, is, it makes more sense to me that you could stop rain 
from a particular locality than to produce rain. So when you guys were researching this, uh, how many conspiracy websites did you run into? Only a couple. Run into a lot. Yeah, that's. I would have run into more, except I stopped researching along those lines. Mm-hmm. No, I mean I did. It's hard I, to find I, any concrete I wanted to see. Like that. I wanted to see what a lot of them had to say, and it's really interesting. Depending on who you ask, we've been controlling the weather for <laughs> a long, long time, and uh, it gets back into. You guys ever heard like the chemtrails? Like that that conspiracy theory. Oh yes, yes. So there, there's a lot of people who. Well, I'm not gonna say a lot. There's definitely a group of people who believe more than one. Yeah, that they're that. Anytime you see, and for those of you that don't know it, don't know the theory of, of chemtrails is the contrails or the you know the condensation trails that are are traveling behind uh, uh, planes and planes jets and, and, stuff. and stuff. A lot of people believe that that uh, those contain chemicals, and what one of those chemicals does is actually seeding clouds or causing this drought to spike. Uh, water prices, which <laughs> or is whatever. Any number of other things, or any really pretty much anything that's bad. There's a lot. There's a few, several, several, several websites. I can't even list them all. I'll just go up and and type chemtrail conspiracy theory, and you'll get and nine million. Throw hits a stone on, Google. on the internet, you'll hit something. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, yeah. If you type in chemtrails, you're gonna get inundated with information, <laughs> credible and otherwise. And then, be put, and then be put on an NSA watch list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. They'll think you're weird. Um, uh, yeah, apparently there's this 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 uh, high frequency active rural research program, otherwise known as HARP. Yes, uh, I did come across that. And pretty much all conspiracy theorists blame HARP for every massive uh, weather weather problem anything. we've had <laughs> in the last twenty, thirty years. Every tsunami was, every every natural thing that happens throughout all of history was caused by this this place, that was by harp by harp. But that was founded throughout history. In the, it, well, throughout, I, throughout. I was being more cynical about it because tsunamis have happened all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. And but but all of a sudden there all of the a sudden since the mid nineties it's suddenly all of harp all of a sudden. Well, it's actually it's really funny. Like, like so I read a book at one point. Uh, by by my favorite author Michael Crichton, that uh, was interesting because it was a like I mean he writes drama he writes wrote Jurassic Park mm-hmm. he he wrote uh, he was the executive producer for the TV show ER that was on NBC for years was he really oh yeah I yeah. didn't know that so That's I mean cool. like he, he he wrote Timeline he wrote Timeline which we talked about mine. yeah so it's funny he wrote a book called State of Fear which one of the underlying premises of the book is people controlling the weather. And by weather, they're they're more talking about tsunamis than they are rain. But it's a very interesting aspect he takes on it, considering his like political affiliations and beliefs. It's very much a conspiracy. Like uh, there's very much a conspiracy listed as part part of the drama. But when you read it under the you know the guise of anything that Crichton wrote, there's a lot of research backed up in like mm-hmm. how to control the weather, how to create a tsunami. He basically describes an effort that sounds a lot like the butterfly effect, which if you don't know what that is, it's the, the, the theory and it's very mystical theory that a butterfly flaps its wings in Japan and causes a tsunami and on the other side of the earth, you know, like a, a, some small action on uh, uh, some small action on the opposite side of the globe can cause a ginormous problem uh, in relation to it. And so that's kind of what he describes is that, you know, they, these eco terrorists that are trying to create a case for some political funding 
uh, are trying to create a bunch of tsunamis off the coast of like Hawaii. Mm -hmm. So they take this machine over to the Philippines, to some islands off in the Philippines, and they start like agitating the water, like essentially creating mini earthquakes that are small there, but create massive waves underwater. And so you read all these details. There's a lot more science in it in the book, in in this science fiction book. But it's you read that book and it's like, that's that is wow, woo. It's a hot topic when you're talking about global warming and mm -hmm. and then you uh, accuse eco terrorists of trying to create more research funding, which is the pr principle of the book. It's just it's interesting. So well, I mean, parts of that have been proven. I mean, oh, one, yeah. of the, one of the ways that we know that that we can tell when when storms are coming is because something little happens on one side of the globe and there's, there's reaction on the other side of the globe. So, I mean, that's why we can predict and granted the weatherman's not always right, but no, the weatherman's usually not right. Yeah. Just I mean, throwing it out there. So that being said though, controlling the weather, how, how, how would one scientifically decide to control the weather? I, I mean, we can seed clouds. You talked about mm -hmm. that. Is there any other way? Is there a way to make it not rain? I didn't see a lot about that. I think Jesse did, though. I certainly did too. But let's I hear what Jesse. About, I didn't see about how how to do it, but there's certainly more examples to cite. Of, uh, I so I had found an article actually. I was talking about the Sochi Olympics. Is that yeah, yeah, yeah. or the Sochi Olympics? The Beijing. the Beijing Olympics. That was what it was. The Beijing Olympics. They were trying to avoid having it rain on the opening ceremony. So the Chinese government seeded the clouds in all of the. Uh, the the like the air trails or basically the the direction the air the direction the air and the sky usually blows clouds into Beijing they would go ahead of where the clouds like would be blowing into Beijing and they would seed them so that basically they drop all their precipitation before it even got to Beijing and they were doing that uh, like for for the weeks up to the Olympic opening ceremonies to make it so it wasn't raining and I mean it didn't didn't rain that night so. I guess they were successful. Like, who knows? It's it's a pretty big crapshoot, seemingly, it to see clouds. Yeah. And there's a there's still a way to do it. I mean, I didn't actually see. So maybe the uh, the making it not rain is just making it not rain here. Right. Yeah. It's making it rain before the place you want it to not rain. All right. But like anything, it, it's going to have a reaction somewhere else. The, the handful of articles that I was reading that weren't on conspiracy sites were saying that it's not that great of an idea because. If if you made it not rain in Beijing, the the cloud is just going to to move and keep moving, and it's going to store that water and keep collecting more water. So when you've protected one area, you've now flooded another. So it's no, that would be if you wanted to, to actually make controlling the weather possible, you would need to make it. All right, I don't want it to rain here, but I want you to somehow expel your water in a different way somewhere else, so you don't flood something. But and then keep the ecosystem moving correctly still, and I don't just don't think there's a way to do that. Well, we want it to rain here in California. So where do we make it not rain? Seattle. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Spoken like a true Californian. <laughs> I appreciate that. Well, I mean, I guess naturally you would just take a place that has lots and lots of rain, too much rain, like Seattle, and you make it. Well, what we'd need to do is we need to find out where where our Ocean. weather. Mm -hmm. where our weather is coming from in California that it's collecting water from our area and falling somewhere else. And we'd need to hit it ahead of time in California. We'd need to seed it here. That would be my guess because if they prevented it from raining in Beijing by going ahead of where the cloud, ahead of where the clouds were coming from towards Beijing and seeding them there, I would think we'd need to 
do that. We'd need to seed them out over the ocean, per- perceivably, I guess. Yeah, that, that'd be my guess. Most of our weather's coming in from offshore. Do we not do that already? Does California not seed the, the clouds over the ocean? I mean, it depends who you ask. Well, if you're, <laughs> if you're not talking conspiracy, does the state ever say that they're... Oh, I'm sure they don't. Well, why would they? That would be too honest. I didn't see anything about that. Did you? The only thing I saw is, is up in the mountains, like uh, places where our snow, like snow summits are, and uh, oh. and and the, the what is it, Mammoth Mountain. All, all basically all of our ski runs where they're trying to get it to snow frequently because the precipitation's been so minimal here in the valleys of Southern California and the deserts. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly, the mountains aren't getting the snow that they should be in theory. So there's a bunch of cloud seeding machines like on the peaks of Big Bear and right. Mammoth and the San Bernardino, San Bernardino Mountains. Uh, and there's pictures of those online. I'll post one. But it's like, I mean, that's that's for snow. <laughs> it's not doing a good job at making it rain down here. That's for sure. Well, I mean, it does help with our water, though. You make it snow oh, up yeah, there. Yeah, sure, absolutely. But, I mean, it seems like they, you know, lately in the last couple of years when snow season opens, and I'm putting that in air quotes, when snow season opens, it's been fake snow like they haven't been seeding but they've been using snow machines to make right. to make snow on the mountains for people to ski on so i don't think they've been doing a good job that's which article did you find on this on the the cloud seeding for in the mountains i have uh-huh. to pull it back up so i'm looking there's a there's an npr article hmm. i'm looking at now the also, one i was looking uh, at was wikipedia the... mercury news oh interesting uh, the so, article I found that had the picture of the Sacramento machine. CBS local. Al Jazeera. Wow, man, you found a lot more than I did. Now, the one that I found the picture on is a, a site that's called Quest, the Science of Sustainability. And it shows a cloud seeding tower at the summit of the Alpine Meadows ski area near Lake Tahoe, California. Ah. So I'll post this again. It's posted on last week's episode. Very nice. But I'll post it again. And then Jesse can send me his links, and we'll post those on our website, too. Where's that website, Jesse? Which one? Our website. ImpossibleThingsPodcast.com? Yeah. 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 It's on the internet. The internet. I love the so, internet. So I know, I know the three of us know about cloud seeding, but maybe our, our listeners don't really understand the process of cloud seeding. I didn't. I probably still don't, I think. So <laughs> please explain. It, it, it kind of... Cloud seeding... I guess it can work with rain, but it's primarily used for snow, like Kyle said. Yeah, interesting. It's it's primarily used to to create snow. It's, interesting it's, that something you said is accurate. No, <laughs> well, no. that's sad, but yes. Yeah. No, I was Sorry. more saying that I I would have thought like farmers would be trying to like seed clouds for rain in the Midwest, but mm-hmm. I didn't know its primary function was to create snow. Is it just is that because it works better? It's what happens here's I, the best definition I found is is actually on Forbes, which is cloud seeding involves spraying fine particles of silver iodine into a cloud system, which cause water droplets in the clouds to form ice crystals that grow large and then turn into snowflakes. So in theory, if you were to do it in a in a warmer climate, it possibly would rain, but it needs to be cold enough for the iodine to turn um, the water droplets into crystals to begin with. So I guess higher up in the atmosphere it could to make them heavy enough to fall. That's right. the whole gist of it. That's mm-hmm. the and I I had heard, I feel like I had heard Jesse's favorite phrase in the human language, I mean in the English language. I feel like I've heard that 
people use salt particles to seed clouds, but that doesn't seem practical because then you're just raining salt water. <laughs> well, I mean, iodine at some level is is salt. I suppose right? so. Uh, maybe I actually. No, I'm not very confident about that statement. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I suppose not. <laughs> but I feel like I feel like I, I don't know. I don't I don't know why I feel that way. But uh, I definitely feel like iodine has something to do with salt. Or salt is a it, it works similar. So um, this well, yeah, a, oh, so this article I found on how stuff works has like a fairly extensive like. I think I just stumbled upon your. Why? Why would you see the cloud? And like, how would you see the cloud? And like, whether their, their primary purpose is is like the what we talked about before making it not do something somewhere else Mm -hmm. and so you you know you talk about not you you want to avoid a hurricane threatening the east coast then just seed the clouds out over the ocean like we'll just make it dump its water somewhere else uh and so like it talks about uh two different ways of doing it uh silver iodide was one of them the other one was actual salt crystals so apparently this is where i saw that oh yeah um and you just basically fly a plane like through the cloud in its early stages, and get, you need to give it give the moisture in the cloud something to attach to to make it heavy enough to fall. That's what causes rain, to my knowledge, my limited knowledge of meteorology. Um, and so, by giving giving something for the molec- the water molecules to attach to, like iodide or salt, it, they start to co- the condensation collects on those items, and then it becomes heavy enough to fall. So if right. you force it to fall sooner than when it is going to naturally, like over New York or over South Carolina or wherever you're trying to avoid this hurricane, Florida, Florida, then uh, usually, <laughs> yeah, right. Then you're you're you know you're in good luck. Just shoot some salt up there, like the the pictures from the um the pictures from the the Chinese making it not rain in, rain in Beijing is they're literally like shooting mortar shells with salt up into the clouds. <laughs> wow. It's yeah. a, it's a pretty funny picture. Cause you're like, that's on that. looks like the war. article that on how stuff works. Oh, excellent. That's see, the that's good. There. I do love that, but there's a pretty good diagram on the, the how stuff works, uh, uh, article that I'm going to post. Yeah. Uh, salt in the air has actually been used for a long time. I was actually reading something where it was talking about how in Vietnam we use it as a weapon. Interesting. We actually salt would, as a weapon. We would fly planes and yeah, then they were dump assaulting salt. people. Oh my god! <laughs> they were flying uh, salt, flying planes, putting salt into the clouds and making it rain really, really heavily in one area to like destroy the dirt roads in that area and to just like make the make mm. traveling harder and make things as a defensive weapon. You would uh, uh, make it rain. They did say, however, though that from doing that in certain areas they have permanently increased the precipitation up to five percent from what it used wow. to be so there are some there can be some detrimental i mean that five percent can change an entire ecosystem where there once weren't plants there will be plants now and it can change and which will attract animals which will attract and it, it just builds a whole other thing they they were saying that in throughout the the time they were doing that it was very very hit and miss it was sometimes it would rain exactly where they wanted it to, and other times it would travel nine miles down and then flood some village. Like it <laughs> seems like a horribly inefficient way to do what they're trying to do. Yeah. How do they know that it wasn't just raining on its own? Uh, I think I think that's where some of the science gets messed up too. Murky. <laughs> is that you you can't you know it's like well were you really the cause of that or 
you would need a lot of data uh, before you would research it. And I don't think they were researching a lot of data while we were in the middle of the Vietnam War. No, clearly. No, they just <laughs> were shooting salt in the air and flooding villages by mistake. Also, it was probably some 17-year-old punk that was flying that plane, so who knows what happened. <laughs> think about it. You could do it with a drone now. Yeah, you could. I mean, yeah, some of those drones could. go up pretty high. You could definitely see the cloud with the drone, and people might not even notice it. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should just send up all of those Amazon drones that they bought to test in California, and we'll just put salt in them and just throw them up there in the clouds, see what happens. The FAA will be okay with that, right? No, I don't think they care. Yeah, they don't care. So... Controlling the weather, making it rain, as it were. Mm-hmm. Are we still thinking that's possible? Like, is it practical? Like, is there a reason I, that is there a reason that we should be doing this? Like, shouldn't we just let nature take its course? Well, I think that would always be the best plan. I mean, it's like wherever you take, if you take water from one side, I think something that people forget is that water is not something that just keeps growing, and it's a there's a finite amount of any resource in the planet. And where you take something from something, you're, you're gonna, if, you, if you give one area lots of rain, you have to take that rain from somewhere else. You can't, mm, okay. you just don't get free energy. You, you have to. No free water, huh? Yeah. No, there can't don't. be free water. I mean, you can't even, just get uh, hydrogen and oxygen and squish them up together and. I mean, I, you can, but then you're making more carbon dioxide because that's what happens when you make that process of, of making water. And you use electricity, and then that creates more stuff, and then that messes up. It's like nothing's free. You have to you have to use something to to make something else. You have to give. You have to take from somewhere to give to somewhere else, right? right? Okay. Right. So it's, it, I, possible? Yeah. I mean, obviously, we have been doing it. I mean, we have been doing something very. It looks very uh, honestly very crude. It's been a lot of crude development. I mean, using it as a. a this picture that I'm looking at on on Forbes is is like a giant, giant military military plane just firing like they look like this salt like on fire the salt into the sky. <laughs> and uh, it is it possible? Yeah, I think we've proved it's possible. Is it practical though? I don't really well, see let's it as being practical. That. Is it practical, Jesse? What do you think? I don't know. I mean, yeah, it, it depends on what you want what you want to get out of it doesn't it is the well in our case in california we just want it to rain yeah darn it we do want it to rain is so is the expenditure going to offset the benefit well i mean if the expenditure is making it rain over the ocean then yes <laughs> i don't think the ocean needs to rain how does how does that help how does it i don't think it does what like making it not rain over the ocean to make it rain in california oh that's what you said sorry okay, that's yeah, what yeah, that yeah. well that's what i meant i may not have said that <laughs> Yeah, then maybe. Hmm. I mean, does it... Sure, if it gets us the benefit we want, it's probably easier than building desalinization plants and uh, conserving. Yeah. I get, Oh, conserving, <laughs> that would be horrible. Why would we want to do that, help other people, help ourselves? Ugh. <clears throat> I mean, it's, it's not easy. The reason, the reason it's it sounds... It's way easier to take hour-long showers, trust me. I do it all the time. <laughs> Jimmy, you're the problem. I am, and okay. I'll, I'll admit it, and I'm not going to change until we fix the system. <laughs> uh, it's, so it's definitely easier to uh, see the clouds yeah. than to shorten your shower. Mm-hmm. I'd agree. So, I mean, it's, sure. it, the, the thing that I really see there being a problem is this number of the 5%. The... 
increase the precipitation in the region by 5% forever. Like that is a, imagine that. Let's say it's a bigger number. Let's say we do it for several. I mean, that's only on the span of like three or four years. Imagine if we do it for 15, 20, 25 years. Now you have this entire region that's now used to that amount of water. It's going to start changing to use that much water. And let's say suddenly our, our way of seeding clouds stops working. Let's let's say that I mean I suppose mother, that's possible. mother nature is very good at adapting as well. What if suddenly things that we tried don't work anymore and now we have we have made California in a whole be so used to having so much rain that now we don't have that rain mm-hmm. and everything all the, kind of all falls the indigenous apart. plants that used to be here died out. Yeah. <clears throat> and all we have is tropical vegetation. Mm-hmm. And then we have tropical vegetation insects. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Tropical yeah. vegetation, birds. animals, birds for sure, for mm-hmm. sure, for sure, for certain. <laughs> what does that do? I mean, birds start changing their migrating patterns. Based, like, let's just let's let's look at it as the most extreme as we can. Let's say that our our we become a tropic because we're raining so much. Oh. We become a tropic. First off, humidity is going to suck. What is that going to do? It's going to make it really hot all the time. Humid. Even yeah, even worse. Which would be great for me. I love that, but. I everybody, hate, everybody else hates I it. I hate it so much. You just moved to Minnesota. <laughs> oh man, as discussed on a previous episode. <laughs> so, like, think about like what's the biggest picture? Like, the bigger picture is okay. So you make it a tropic. Now birds start migrating differently because they have a new tropic to go to. And what does that do to other places? By making one tropic, you essentially turn some other tropic somewhere else in the world that's doing it naturally into a desert. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, maybe that's good. Maybe it's yeah, well, not at all. I just wish there was more control to balance it out. You know, like we could say we want to make a desert over the ocean or Catalina. Catalina needs to be a desert, right? Totally. It is. Well, technically you're right. It is. But like we need to steal water from a place that has too much of it. So I, I mean, I would think because we're on the coast, most of our weather comes from the ocean. And it doesn't really need to rain over the ocean because we're going to... That's what I keep thinking. Does it really need to rain in the ocean? Right. kind of does, though. Yeah. Does it or Mm. does it just do that? Well, it does. But, I mean, mean, the ocean is is the number one, like, filtration process in the entire planet. You have to have salt water go in the air so that... Because you have to think, so why does putting salt make it rain? You know, like, so, like, that that works, right? You put salt in the cloud, it makes it rain. Where does the clouds naturally get their salt from? The ocean. It evaporates from the ocean, and then it carries over, and then it gets heavy, and then it gets cold, and it rains somewhere else. If you start disrupting that process, that's what I'm fearing, is if you disrupt that process, is that suddenly that natural way of putting salt in the air is no longer going to work, and then it doesn't rain ever. So, if we start desalinizing water, we're putting a higher concentration of salt water back into the ocean near, oh. near the coast. Would we start making it rain more? It's possible. Hmm. It's possible. Interesting. That's, again, solving two problems with an interesting and simple concept. Or making, making a giant problem. We don't know. Well, nah. Throw caution to the wind, Jimmy. Come on. <laughs> Make it rain. <laughs> right? I want, That's, I, want it, I want it to rain. That's no, an American concept. Yeah. <laughs> Throw caution to the wind. Yeah, just go for it. So, have we? Have I threw caution to win when I wanted to make our artificial intelligence, and you both jumped on me. So <laughs> that's because we're bigger than you. <laughs> that's not true. So, have we? Uh, are there any like 
cinematic examples of seeding the weather that you guys have did you come across anything like that you've seen flubber i have seen flubber no what was it the, the nutty professor or whatever the oh. old, old school one with the oh, flubber movie. not not the new flubber no not with the they definitely seeded the there was some crazy weather happening in that one they had a what was that old nut guy that was in all the old disney movies Ah, uh, Frank. Frank. Fred. Fred. Mick. Uh, you Something. lost me. Murray. Nope, I don't know. I'm Fred sorry. McMurray. Hmm. I am uh, unfamiliar with all those old Disney movies. They were before my time. Yes, they were before mine as well. And yet, I've seen some. Yeah, I can't. I couldn't find anything like it. It's funny. It's a relatively untouched topic in mainstream movies. Yeah. There's a. I found an article on some of the old, the older methods or old attempts at trying to control weather. Uh huh. Pretty funny. Yeah. Share share some. some. There are some funny ones. Share some with us. Well, they're really funny. Uh, I, I was amused by them. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> I appreciate it. Was it the article you were talking about earlier, where a, uh, where like they were just shooting cannons in the air at the clouds, yes, trying yeah, to? That, get that's the one. I was <laughs> it's amazing how how primitive we start. Oh, there's a big thing. It's water in that cloud. Why don't we just try throwing things at it and seeing <laughs> yeah, if know, water right? will just come out? I feel like we should be making like, monkey noises when we do that. Oh, one of the other ones was uh, an updated version of almost the same thing. This guy, this guy had a theory of. Uh, well, what if we make a sonic boom? What if we fly an airplane jet into the into the into a hurricane that's approaching? And if we make a sonic boom, it'll the sound waves will disrupt the weather pattern and just dissipate it. And they just killed the guy that was in the in the jet. That's what happened. <laughs> no, they, they didn't try it. That story ended uh, sadly. <laughs> See, Way worse the, than I thought it was going to be. The guy that then proposed the idea is the only one that really thinks it will work. <laughs> <laughs> so it never got tried. Uh. So they interviewed another uh, scientist for the for the story, and he said, "Yeah, it's sound waves kind of like go through weather. They don't really." affect them they just unfortunately yeah <laughs> that's a shame it's funny because it will move, like i mean sound waves will move uh the air pressure around but it doesn't seem to dissipate clouds or agitate them in any way other than maybe moving them yeah, maybe you've, you've seen that before right like but the, they just disrupt the molecules and they just make they the disrupt molecules. them as a whole though they don't like dissipate them right they just move them mm-hmm. all is one thing because you're moving a that's, column you're moving a column of air yeah right you're moving a column of air or columns of air, yeah. and so you really are just taking a fan and blowing it at a cloud. It doesn't necess- doesn't necessarily dissipate, especially thick clouds that have condensation in them. Mm-hmm. The I mean, the way we we use that technology, I suppose, is usually we'll put like smoke theatrical smoke machines in front of speakers that or subwoofers, and it'll help move it around and dissipate it. But that's because it's a thin material to begin with. If we put like condensed water cloud in front of a subwoofer it'd probably move the whole cloud as water as proven by theatrical fog like the other theatrical fog the um me fog i guess right mm-hmm. yeah the thicker stuff the stuff we use we make out of water <laughs> sound sound won't cut through that at all nope just, just right through pushes it, it. <laughs> anyway 
So, what do we think? Still, is this possible, Jesse? Is it mm. possible to control the weather? Make it rain? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, no, not really. But uh, sure. I mean, the other thing we didn't such talk a about. Non-committal answer. The other thing we didn't talk about is how is like uh, diverting natural disasters. Uh, we we touched on it. We is that like it. you could you know hey you don't want to you don't the how stuff works article that's how they they start out with a really cheeky example of like hey the government could control the weather you don't want a hurricane in Florida then we'll just shoot this stuff into the clouds and it'll dump all out over the ocean. Mm-hmm. So I mean like it, yeah it's definitely there's a benefit to there's a potential benefit if if it was a actual control of the weather if like we knew for a fact that if we did X we'll get Y if we seed the clouds over the ocean we could not have a hurricane in florida or in new orleans like if we if we knew that we'd be freaking doing it in my opinion like why why wouldn't the government try or whoever try to avoid the new orleans situation again by by seeding clouds over the ocean Mm. and maybe we all maybe we are trying that now or maybe it's become more cost effective to Mm -hmm. fly a drone through a cloud like because part of the problem before was having to have a manned flight go through a horrendous weather system yeah. Now that we don't have that risk and that, you know, droned planes are cheaper, maybe maybe we do more of this. No, it's, I think it's I think it's possible. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it's practical. I don't think it's practical. Yeah, I, don't I don't think, think so either. I part of me part of me still feels that like, okay, if a hurricane is happening and it happens. It always hurricane seasons happens all the time. Absolutely, there's it's tornado hard. season too. Right, but it, so that means that somewhere along the line, we're just kind of we're living in this environment. And I think we just need to accept. I think once we start messing with that environment, yeah. we're going to start seeing repercussions that aren't natural. So we won't be able to predict what they're going to do. If you start making the hurricane move, because hurricanes normally hit the same place every year, you right? Know, because oh, of yeah, just the same how the, region. Yeah, it's always the same. So what happens when you move it? Like, well, we don't know. A hurricane of that size has never been anywhere else. It's always been in that little region. So now if you move it in the center of the ocean, it's like, does that, instead of instead of that destroying that one area that's always been used to it, is it destroying a lot more area now because you've, you've created a, a giant butterfly, butterfly effect, essentially? Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it just does not seem practical to start controlling it. It would be awesome. It would be really cool to say like, oh, no, tornado warning. Hold on. Let me take that. Click a button. No more tornado. Everything's fine. Right. That would be great. That would be fantastic. It would be awesome. There would be a lot more outdoor shows. <laughs> right. Because it yeah. wouldn't matter. Outdoor, all kinds of stuff. It would be a great day. Oh, I mean, now think about if you made this, like, if, ev- if it became cheap enough to where everyone can have it. So, like, every skydiving company has a weather machine to where it's always crystal clear whenever they go out. And every, it, there wouldn't be seasons anymore. The mountains would always have snow. They would always make it rain on the mountains and make it always freeze on the mountains. There would always be snow. Season per location. Yeah. You'd drive into fall. I feel like that's a horrible idea. Everyone has one. If a horrible idea. I yeah, to, to limit like I mean th- think large, about big, think about Big Bear parks. Lake like you like to go to you go like to go to Big Bear Lake right probably yeah I've been there I like it and you've been there in the snow and in the summer oh yeah and you like them both right I like them both man I'd hate it if it was snowing up there all the time and I'm sure it wouldn't be good for the environment you up just there. go like go ahead and it's springtime <laughs> and you go to Big Bear but what if you live there that would get irksome 
Well, just it's like the weather, like controlling the weather down to that degree where it's like, well, we're always going to have it snow in big, you know, up in Big Bear. It seems like it'd be horrible for the environment. Oh, it'd be terrible. Like I think making it rain here in California, where we need rain desperately, would be great. But I think if we did it, if we made it rain here for the next like ten years to account for all the you know backlog of water we haven't gotten, right? But, I think that would be dangerous. But like, think about that statement though. We need the water desperately. Yeah, the people. The, yeah, the, the state ground doesn't, and or the, the ground doesn't don't mean. at all. This is all a desert. Well, they you know? do. They do because we've been depleting the groundwater. Yeah, we're we're Ray also stores. consuming what the plants need. So I think it. I think it does, but at the same time, I think it doesn't. I, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to say, really. Like, we don't really know, but we do know at least that at the very least, it is possible to control the weather to some degree. Like, you yeah. can see the clouds and hope for the best. Cross your fingers and hope that you put the right mixture up in there well, and tried it. I would love to see more experimentation with uh, like seeding hurricanes off the coast. That it, would be awesome. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's more useful technology. Right. Here's my thing, though. It here if in what universe is meddling with nature <laughs> ever been a good idea what that <laughs> Jurassic Park concept that was fantastic results. like nothing bad could happen <laughs> i agree with you like when have we ever made a grand gesture in nature and nature is not for all intents and purposes flipped us off and said no not that way like i mean it's 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 never worked out well for us like earthquakes yeah. all the drilling allegedly has caused a bunch more earthquakes i don't know if that's true but stuff like that where it's like you you continually try to alter what the natural course of mother nature is yeah and like i mean look at some of the overpopulations of previously endangered species it's like yeah why are we screwing with that we're exactly. messing up the entire yeah. ecosystem and all that time we were trying to stop forest fires when that's actually one of the most beneficial things for right. a forest well now now we pay the same group of people who are preventing forest fires to go and set them yeah <laughs> so yeah, we can control, control them yeah and which i think is great i think it's great that we figured that out and we, we corrected is. as quickly as we did that all happened in our lifetime i'm Fantastic. still surprised how recent that is oh yeah like i mean it would it was i think when we were like teenagers probably when they started actually actively yeah. like not waiting for fire season just actively going out and burning parts of the forest mm-hmm. in sequoia it was. It's only been like the last ten years that they've been doing it. Yeah, maybe twelve or fifteen. I don't know. It, it's recent. Oh it's yeah, really yeah, recent. yeah. Like, but it, when we were kids, the Smokey the Bear campaign was like the biggest thing ever. Like, only mm-hmm. you can prevent forest fires. Well, it's we like, still well, need to prevent wildfires. We do, and that's what the campaigns changed to. But before it was only you could prevent forest fires. Yeah. It's like, well, we actually need those a little bit. So, <laughs> yes. Eh. Anyway, so what are we talking about next week, Jimmy? Anarchy. Well, no, we're not going to overthrow you and tell you what we're going to talk about. Oh, sorry. I really thought so, this was happening. So what are we talking about? Oh, I think we are going to be talking about anarchy. Oh, though. don't <laughs> tell me what to do. <laughs> Cats and dogs living together? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, anarchy. It's a, it's a really it'd be a really interesting topic. Ah, it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, well, is it possible? And what are we talking about when we talk about anarchy? It'll be interesting. Interesting yeah. topic, I think. No, it's not going to be what... Yeah, it's not going to be what you think it is. Everyone, I guarantee you, every person I've said we're going to talk about anarchy, anarchy goes like, oh, well, of course it's possible. It's like, no, really, you got to think about it. And that's what we're going to talk about. Well, it's funny, my preliminary research shows on that, that like anarchy is a much different definition than I think most people think it is. Yeah, you think chaos. Yeah. It's not. It's It's, it's almost exactly what we just referenced with uh, forest fires. It's controlled chaos. Mm -hmm. It's chaos briefly with order restored the proper level at least that's the definition i found that's as far as i've gotten it'll be a good i'll be interested to hear your definition and yours jimmy 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm interested to hear yours now, too. It sounds like you have a much different one than I found. But either way, next week we'll be doing that. But in the meantime, you can uh, you can go to our website, catch all the articles we talked about at possiblethingspodcast.com if you didn't catch it the first three times. You can follow us on Twitter, ImpThingPodcast, I-M-P-T-H-N-G Podcast. Or uh, you can email us at impossiblethingspodcast at gmail.com. And we are looking forward to hearing from somebody. <laughs> Anybody. Anyone. I know you're listening. Anyone you're downloading the episodes. <laughs> so uh, so well, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thanks for see downloading. See you next week. Yeah, right. <laughs> thanks for joining us today. Visit impossiblethingspodcast.com to interact with the guys on Twitter, Facebook, and email. Questions, topic suggestions, corrections, and rants are always welcome. Also, find more episodes and see sources referenced in today's discussion. ImpossibleThingsPodcast.com for all things impossible.